Welcome back, my fellow creatives, to Story Cuppings. We are going to embark on yet another chapter of Blondie's Books, where we have been tasting from various middle grade stories that my daughter Blondie has loved over, well, I mean, not super long, a couple of years. Um, that she has just adored and has wanted to share with me for a long time. And I'm always, I have to read other things. But it's like, finally, this year, gonna start looking at them with, with you here on this podcast right now. So, um, my daughter has not picked a fantasy today. What is this story you have chosen for the what is this the eighth we are it is eighth this is day eight of our 12 days of middle grade reading recommendations i can't talk okay so what did you pick today wolf that's it yes by spencer quinn oh so that's the title is wolf okay i didn't know if you were starting to just speak in dog for whatever reason <laughs> okay so the story is called wolf but it is not a fantasy what genre is this a mystery and there are no dragons involved actually not this time oh well it's sort of like a realistic fiction too okay so i think that term would be like contemporary fiction so we have here a mystery on our hands with a giant dog Come on, game. <laughs> i did just quote fred from scooby-doo didn't i yes you did because what would you say looks like we got a mystery on our hands <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't even, even occur to me oh my heavens we do love scooby-doo around here Though Scrappy cannot be a part of it. Scrappy's annoying. Sorry, if you if you like Scrappy, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. This is just our opinion. Everyone has their own opinion. That's right. Okay, so what is the book Wolf about? It is about a kid and her dog going to find out this mystery of when somebody stole her grandma's stuffed fish because there was a rumor that it had a treasure map. Okay, like you, you had at first. I was trying to figure out why on earth people would be worried about a stuffed fish. It's like, okay, well, it was your grandma's, all right. But the fact that there's a treasure map in it, ooh, that suddenly gets the senses all tingly wingly, right? Okay, so let's tuck in now to the first chapter of Woof. One. Two humans stood outside my cage. A white-haired woman and a gum-chewing kid. Gum-chewing is one of the best sounds out there, and the smell's not bad either. I liked the kid from the get-go. They glazed, they gazed at me. I gazed out at them. The white-haired woman had blue eyes, washed out and watery. The kid's eyes were a bright, clear blue, like the sky on a cloudless day. I hadn't seen the sky in way too long. How about this one, Granny? The kid said. The white-haired woman, that would be Grammy. Not too hard to make these human-type connections once you get the hang of it. Pinched up her face. 
And it was kind of pinched up to begin with. Eat, her out of, eat us out of house and home. The kid gra- cracked her gum. What a sound. I can't tell you what that does to me, shooting this buzzy feeling all the way from my ears to the tip of my tail and back again. I don't know, Granny, she said. Looks thin to me. My point exactly. He's just waiting for some sucker to take him home and fatten him up. Check out the frame on him. I just got to pause here. I'm loving the personality of the dog narrator. I just got to say that. We are getting a very easygoing uh, character here who happens to be a canine. Who, If he hasn't seen the sun in a long time, that means he's been caged in a dark place for a long time. Well, in a pound, in a shelter, I mean, or in a puppy farm. I mean, uh, we don't know. And I'm not going to just make that flat out judgment. But the fact remains, he's not been a free dog. And so, you know, this guy sounds, you know, pretty bummed out about things. But also still very easygoing and enjoying the interaction with humans and, and studying them to see how they interact with one another. So, you know, I'm liking his personality. He sounds like he would be a good voice to listen to or a good narrator to read with uh, when it comes to the story. Yes, should I continue? Yes, you may. Frame? Said the kid, not getting it. I wasn't getting it either. Bone structure, width, width of his shoulders, size of his paws, Grammy said. Something wrong with my paws? I still thought... Hi- I still thought about hiding them out of sight. But how? I was still working on that problem. Adrenine, I think, came into view. Adrenine, a big woman with a powerful grip, ran the joint. A joint with cages for me and my kind. It's like a bird, believe it or not, Adrenine said. Was this a good time for growling? Probably not, which I didn't realize until it was too late. I should have been doing everything I could to make a good impression. But you'd be growling yourself if if the reason you ate a bird it ate like a bird was because you got fed like a bird. And by the way, the whole thing about birds not eating much needs looking into. Ever seen one of those little red-breasted ones gulp down a long, fat, struggling worm? Enough said. Granny backed up a step. Doesn't look very friendly, either, she said, and started to move away. Meaning that was that. And not the first time for me in this place. Except for one thing, which was the kid not moving away. In fact, she was leaning in closer. Yeah, he does, Grammy. She said. See his eyes? Grammy took a look. What about him? They're so gentle, the kid said. The growling sound faded away. The kid turned to Adrian. And he's smart too, isn't he? Smart? Said Adrian. Uh, sure, for a dog. Which I didn't get, and the kid didn't seem to either. We were too good at not getting things, me and the kid. Okay, I gotta pause here. I'm digging the parallelism we've got going on of the returning setup of, you know, I didn't get it and they didn't get it either. That's, that's a nice little, that's a nice little strategy as a writer. And it kind of keeps things moving along too. And it helps um, establish some connections between the characters for the readers, you know, as far as similarities and differences. I dig that. Yes. All right. Okay, I, I won't interrupt. Well, I mean, I'm bound to interrupt again, but... Okay, you can read. What's his name? She said. No idea, Adrian said. Dog officer picked him up at a, a few months ago. Stray, no tags. You mean I can name him? The kid said. Whoa, said Grammy. 
The kid took out her gum, stuck it behind her ear. Maybe the coolest no. thing I've ever seen. Ew. Ew. Oh my god. Sorry, mom has hygiene issues with that. Please tell me you will never stick gum behind your ear. I like gum, so that probably will never happen anyway. Good, because I've seen behind your ears. That's disgusting. Okay. <laughs> and you know what the dog said? What? Maybe the coolest thing I've ever seen. Of course. <laughs> oh, this dog. I do like him, even though I still say that's gross. <laughs> she went still, the way humans do when they're going deep inside their heads. Bowser, she said at last. Huh? said Grammy. I name him Bowser. What kind of name is Bowser? Grammy said. What kind of name is Bertie? said the kid. It's yours, said Grammy. A fine southern name. Fine? Try trashy. Watch your mouth. I'm changing it to Emmanuel the day I turned 21, meaning exactly 10 years minus 3 days from now, said the kid. Bertie, if I was following this right, no guarantees about that. Bowser's not a trashy name. She stuck her fingers through the cage wiring. No room for her whole hand. It's dignified. I stepped forward and gave her fingers a lick. They tasted of bologna. Like maybe Bertie had eaten a bologna sandwich. And not long ago. The kid was off the charts. Let's take him home, she said. Totally off the charts. This one? Grammy said. Really? What is he, anyhow? A mutt, obviously, Adrian said. His ears are shepherdy, if a little on the big and floppy side. His shaggy tail's more poodly, and the color and the color scheme's kind of like a Bernese. Whoever she was talking about sounded like a winter, t- sounded like a winner to me. The kid must have had thinking, the kid must have been thinking the same thing, because she said, "Those are my three favorites." Grammy sighed. Hope you know what you're doing, she said. Happy belated birthday. Not very belated. I love you, Grammy. He's your responsibility. I know. You never have to worry about a thing. You never have to worry about a thing. End of scene. Um, so, I just need to... I just gotta emphasize again how I love... Now, this first scene here, we not only establish the voice and character of our dog protagonist but we also have a very good understanding of the relationship between granddaughter and grandmother which again this this, we covered what okay it looks like four pages and we are understanding the relation primary relationship that's human in here and the start of the relationship between animal and child in here, but we also have a very good sense of who these people are, you know, of the grandmother that clearly loves their granddaughter. (laughs) Yeah, enough to get her a dog. But she's also got, you know, she's a bit old fashioned on things, which, you know, there's Southern as well. Um, the, the granddaughter has her own way of thinking and she's being very clear about it. Even if it means waiting 10 years to get what she wants, she's going to wait 10 years to change her name. So, but we, we get a sense of the kid's age because we found out 10 years. So that means this kid just turned 11. Which is my age. 
And it's because of talking about the name, we get a sense of where they are. Or it's the southern name. Do we hear? We didn't hear about where they are yet. Well, they're in the south. They are in the south. So we get we get some really great drops of world building and character development in four pages. Again, through action, through dialogue. We didn't have any sort of exposition dump about what this place was called and who these people were and what this dog blah 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 blah. Because that'd be boring. What kid's gonna hold out on that? No, we are in the moment of the choice for adoption and it's in that moment and the inter and the exchange in that moment that we learn a lot about our primary characters do we know the conflict or mystery or whatever yet no but that's not the primary goal here we were establishing our characters first I mean, even agatha christie didn't have a murder in the first four pages all the time now i'm trying to think if she ever actually did no, usually she had to wait at least a little bit. Yeah, I mean, short stories, that's another matter. But her novels, no. She I, like, I mean, it could... It, <laughs> no. I mean, it could happen. Now I'm wondering. Did someone die in the first four pages? I don't know. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. All right, let's get back. Next scene in Wolf. The next thing I remember, we were outside. Not outside in the little walled-in cement floor yard of back of Adrian's that she called the play area, but out front in the parking lot, the air was fresh and a dude might actually feel like playing. Freedom! Hey, Granny! Check out his tail! It even looks, looks even shaggier than a poodle's to me. I think that's very nice. And I was talking about how he's wagging it. What was this? Something about my tail? I turned my head to look. I can turn my head practically straight back if I need to. Although I did not in this case, the layout of my eyes being somewhat better than humans, if you don't mind me saying. And it took a glint and took a glance at my tail. Shaggy? I thought not. How about bushy? That was it. I have a bushy tail, perfectly suited for to all sorts of tail type tasks, such as wagging, which I seem to remember had been mentioned fairly re recently. No argument there. My tail was wagging, and wagging good. Looked more like a shaggy blur than anything else. High speed wagging means someone's real happy about someone. Something. I took a crack at thinking what it could be. Then I just. And just as I was giving up. Isn't that always the way? It came to me. Freedom! Not that I was completely free. Not with this length of rope that Adrienne looped around my neck on, on the way out the door, handing the end to Bl Birdie. Although. Although. And this was interesting. From the loose way Birdie was holding it, there was really nothing could stop me from. For heaven's sake, child, tighten up that, tighten up on that rope. Bertie's hand, surprisingly strong for its size, closed around the rope. I was giving some consideration to testing how strong that hand would be in action of the real sudden kind, like when we came to an old pickup truck, all battered and dented and rusty. Grammy swung down the tailgate and made a horrible metallic screech that hurt my ears like I can't tell you, and said, Okay, dog, hop in. I'm going to pause quick again. I'm noticing a writing choice that Spencer Quinn likes to do a lot, and that's giving the dog little asides. Like the although, and this was interesting, and the Grammy swung down the tailgate, it made a horrible metallic noise. Like, this dog does that a lot, where, you know, it's like, and just as I was giving up, isn't this always the way? There's a lot of asides, which is also something that helps 
shed a little light on this how this dog's character is very much a quick to go off on a tangent or quick to kind of split attention and that kind of makes me wonder how this dog's gonna be when it comes to solving a mystery it's very quick to get diverted or think of something else and has to go off on that i don't know um, are you are you gonna give me any clues or my daughter is smiling very smugly at me i what does that smile mean i don't know ah, all right all right all right we got time for a little bit more of this bowser grammy his name's bowser whatever happened Grammy knocked her fist on the edge of the pickup bed, showing where she wanted me to go. I stayed where I was. Grandma got that pinched look on her face again. If it's gonna be like this, we're marching him right back inside. Oh no, Grammy! Maybe... She turned my way. Maybe he can't jump because of the leash. Bogus, Grammy said. Plenty of slack in that line. It's more psychological. Huh? What's that supposed to mean? Bertie knelt in front of me, eye to eye and took my head in her hands. Slow and cautious, she did it, and no human had ever tried to, tried that with me. I wasn't sure how to take it. Sometimes, when I'm when I'm in that not-sure-how-to-take-it mode, I can get a little growly, or even, I admit it, bitey. I've had some rough times with humans, no fault of my own. But there was something about how Birdie was looking right at me, right into me, a look that said, Be a pal. Clear as day. Plus, her hands were so gentle. On top of that was her smell. There's a basic smell that all humans have. Once in my puppy days at the pet store, not a happy time, as it turned out. I've had a monkey roommate in the next cage over. A monkey in name of Moxie, if I remember right. The basic human smell is a lot like Moxie's. But then you get add-ons and takeaways that end up giving each human a smell all on their own. I remember the smell of every single human I've ever sniffed, believe it or not. And Birdie's was the best I've run into. A wonderful mix of kid and girl and strawberry chewing gum and lemon soap plus a hint of fresh, salty sweat. Not a surprise, considering the summer heat. Just like that, growliness was the fur furthest thing from my mind, except for bitiness, which was even further. Bertie rose and slipped the rope off, rope, slipped the rope off my neck. Whoa! said Grammy. Without another thought, I leaped up into the bed of the pickup, clearing it with plenty to spare. Hey, I was right! It was clear, it was clear, those clear sky eyes of Bertie's were open wide. A very nice sight. And did you see that jump? <laughs> Granny said, slamming, slamming the tailgate shut. They walked around to the front, opened the doors, and got in. The bed of the pickup turned out to be a pretty interesting place. We had some fishing rods over to one side, fish scales glittering on the bare metal floor here and there, but no fish. Although there was a whole pail of worms wriggling away in one corner, I went over and sniffed them, mostly since worms and the strange fact that birds like eating them had recently been on my mind. I was just starting to think of giving it a try myself, when something at the back window of a cab I noticed was the most interesting thing of all. There was room on the front seat for three! Did I mention that the back window was wide open? <laughs> okay, because we're running out of time. I'll... This is another neat thing about this dog narrator. It's like there, there's some sense of like short-term memory loss because this guy's like yeah wasn't there a talk about birds earlier i don't know so i don't know if he's playing me as the reader or if he's just like yeah that's right i don't remember there was something about birds i don't know hey worms i it just it it tickles my fancy 
I I really enjoy this uh, this narrator's approach. Spencer Quinn must have had a lot of fun uh, working with this dog's mindset about you know that's just quickly distracted, ready to think about multiple things at once, but never really keeping t tabs on something and and bringing other stuff back. And but a clear affection already starting between him and Birdie, and that's. That's really cool. That's why you should read it. That's why I should read it, huh? Yes. Why should other people read it? Because I bet they like <coughs> this dog, too, and how he's funny. He's like, hey, did I mention the back window was open? <laughs> hey! Now, I gotta ask, though. Is this a, a, is this a story for animal lovers or mystery lovers? Both. Can a person who enjoys mysteries but not really care a whole lot about dogs still enjoy this book? Yes, because there are multiple su suspects, and you're like, hmm, this guy is trouble. Oh, interesting. As long as you tolerate the dog, you'll be fine. Okay. All right. So if you have a dog lover in your life, then maybe you would like them to take a sip of... There's very funny. <laughs> Maybe they should be taking a sip from this woof story as well. It's not called Arf. It's called Woof. Okay. So what kiddo is coming up for our ninth day? More foxes, but scary. Goodness. We're getting into the heebie-jeebies now. At least one book. That's about it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, read on, share on, and write on, my friends. Cheers!